Hello, it's Alicia Marie, and welcome to the Alicia Marie Show. It's been a minute, but I'm back and ready to be in action. It is spring, and it's a Celtic spring, so I'm planting seeds for success, and you too do it all. And I'm taking a break from my storytelling podcast to talk about the ultimate stories. And I apologize for my voice. I have the flu, and it's nothing dangerous. It's just the flu. But I had to do it because today is honor of the Academy Awards and all the great actresses who've come before and all the storytellers. So I had to honor the storytellers. Guys, we had so many great movies. And I want to honor, before I go into the movies, I want to honor the critics for talking about the movies. And I want to honor two of the greatest ones. I saw a clip of Cisco and Ebert, and I love them. I grew up with them. Well, not grew up with them, but you know what I mean. I grew up in the era of them. Yeah. So, but they were great, man. And... Uh, they were cheesy, but, you know, when you look back, they knew what they were talking about. Uh, but they were great. And uh, the old clip on Johnny Carson, who was also great, um, since the theme, everything is great. Anyway, guys, I appreciate you uh, tuning in. And um, so, Cisco and Ebert, if you don't know, their flagship thing was Thumbs Up. They started it. I give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And it wasn't that simple. They would talk and they want to make it sound that simple. But they had an art form to it. Compared to today where it's all just, oh, I liked it. No, they really had an art to it. And they really could talk about it. But they said on Johnny Carson. And they were talking about like probably this is probably in the 80s. They were probably talking mid-80s, I assume. And they said, you know, these movies, no one honors the movies. Like, if a movie comes out in August, not going to be good. Well, I think we finally made it. I mean, it's not that it's not going to be good. It's going to be good, but it's not going to be remembered. That's what their point was. It's not going to be remembered towards the Academy Awards time. Because the, at that point, they would release movies from September to December. And they still do that, right? But all those movies that got released then, they knew it was in consideration for the, the awards. And you know how dedicated they were? They would see, like, six, every week, like, six movies or seven movies a week. I saw, like, seven movies. And I love movies, but I saw, like, 10, 15 movies from September to December because of SAG, and I was getting overloaded. So kudos to them. They're awesome reviewers, RIP. But, um, God rest their souls. Um, and I'm not even Catholic. But the thing is, guys, um, they were brilliant, what they did. And my point is, now we have movies that might take it all that came out in, like, 
June or July. Hollywood uh, with Brad Pitt. So, which is totally an awesome movie. Um, but that will probably take everything for Brad Pitt. But that movie will do it. But I know that will probably take it. But also, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 2019. And because it's about Hollywood, it was said it was released. Can you believe this? May 21st at Cannes, and July 26th, United States, and then August 14th, nationwide. You know how much it's made? 3.89.3 million, and it had a budget of 90 to 96 million. And uh, Quentin Tarantino was one of the three producers. And there's a story. Let's read the story. But so that, as you can see, was Cannes back in May. Cannes. Um, very improv -y. So that he's done a lot of improv, I guess. It says that it was on Mark Marone's podcast and Leonardo DiCaprio revealed the improv moment came from Brad Pitt, but it helped to cement his own interpretation of the codependent friendship between the two characters. And as soon as he was improv the line, hey, you're Rick fucking Dalton. And as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, that's us, man. No matter what the hell's going down, you're my number one man. There you And he still has a bad day, but. It says that Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark Brown, and Brad Pitt also reminisce about how these guys, these freeloaders, are always around celebrities in real life. Oh, this guy, when I was first started, I had this guy, I was like bitching and moaning, like in the mid-90s, total freelader. See him walk, wearing my clothes, using my dryer, eating the food. And I was bitching and moaning, and he said, Hey, don't forget your Brad fucking pit. And you know what? It soothed me. He didn't outright name the dude, but it's a great story. He didn't name the person, thank God, but... You know that person is being like, that's me. Whatever happened to that guy, right? That's what I'm thinking. But Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a perfect example of what um, 
I think um, those guys would be really proud. I think those guys would be really proud to know the director, the uh, reviewers would be proud to know that we made some progress. That good films may not get. Cisco Niebert would be proud to know that just because a movie was released in summer doesn't mean it doesn't get nominated. So, but they said like Pieces of April, a couple films should have gotten nominated from the 80s that didn't. And that's the kind of movies they like, you know, the indie films. And I think that was even before the Spirit Awards. Now, SAG is pretty good at nominating films, too, that, um, um, you know, SAG is so good at nominating films that get the release, like, way far away, you know. Just because a movie doesn't get nominated, or just because a movie is nominated doesn't mean, I'm sorry, you can tell I'm not my top self, what am I, what am I trying to say is just SAG is good at nom- nominating films that were like from September or from August, now not a lot, but just enough. To make Cisco Niebert proud. Alright guys. So. These are some of the best picture noms. 1917. Ford vs. Ferrari. The Joker. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Parasite. Marriage Story. Jojo Rabbit. Little Woman. The Irishman. And. Uh, great films. And great actors, but I'm I'm here to talk about the stories, and of course you need the acting. But without this good script, but this is amazing. So, I mean, I heard Sam Mendes took the stories from his grandfather. Ford Ferrari was so good; it was master storytelling. Joker, yeah. What does this say? Bradley Cooper. Um, I watched part of it. I just, I just, it's crazy. I think they want you to just click on it. There's no Bradley Cooper. Talk about clickbait. I knew it. That's so good. That movie, great story, but it just made me sad. And I will say this, that it is a good film, though. I mean, The Joker, because it does get you talking about mental health and how people can go down the rabbit hole quickly. And I think uh, we need to use that as an example. That could be showed for kids and talk about mental health and get people help. Um, and it could be used for good. I watched it, and I was like, I got in such a bad mood, and I was freaking out. Because I'll admit it, I have ADHD and high-functioning autism. And so it got my everything going. Got all my juices flowing, and I was, like, paranoid, and I was like, yeah. 
not a good movie to watch. But um, Ford and Ferrari had you on the edge of your seat. And even in 1917, edge of the seat. And that's what all these movies have in common. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Edge of your seat. Parasite, uh, edge of your seat. The Irishman, edge of your seat. Even though it was three and a half hours and you probably moved a little bit. Little Women. I knew the story, but I was still on the edge of my seat because you always think that's what a great story does. You're always like, oh, please let her end up with Lori. But no, not going to happen. They can't. People would have a sad. But it helped to know that she really didn't. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. She didn't marry in real life. Um, so, um, marriage story. You wonder what was going to happen. Were they going to get back together? And Jojo Rabbit, yet again. Like, what was going to happen? I mean, you knew the Nazis were defeated, but what was going to happen to the little boy? Edge of your seat. And uh, it's going to be a tough year for Best Picture because these stories have you on the edge of your seat. And I saw every one of these. Okay, I haven't seen Parasite yet, but I will. I have a copy from SAG. So... Oh, maybe Bradley Cooper produced the movie. Helped produce the Joker. Hmm. Because I wouldn't just clickbait it. I can't imagine. Um, let's just see. I'm going to look and see. I'm curious to know. But yeah, this is like... And of course you need great producers too. So thank you guys for... Um... Well, I cannot see. It's not telling me. Who, what do you think is, wow. Can you imagine Joker is still in the theaters? Talk about a movie that's been out forever. Okay, so best picture, Bradley Cooper looks like he was a, and I saw the movie too, but I didn't know he was a producer part of it and I saw the credits very good um, you can also go on and watch it on digital today for $9.99 if you want to get in a bad mood no it's good but I have to tell you um, great music and they all have great music too um, and that one too on the edge of your seat really and that's one thing great storytelling has in common. It gets you on the edge of your seat and it gets you wanting to know what's going to happen as an audience member. So that's where I'm at. It's so good. Such a great stories. I don't know. I mean, also Mr. Rogers... That had you on the edge of your seat, though you knew what was going to happen. But, like, a totally different story. Um, a different way. Um, I do want to see Ford versus Ferrari again to see if, if it had you on the edge of your seat again, even though you know what's going to happen, because I didn't know the story behind the racing. And if I had known, then I would 
I probably would have seen it different, so I will watch it again. I was just seeing so many movies. I haven't, though I did see Hollywood, the Hollywood with Brad Pitt, um, uh, like a thousand times. Um, no, like four, three or four times. Um, I did see that like four or five times. Okay, three times. Once upon a time in Hollywood, but every time it was so good. I think Brad Pitt will definitely, here's my prediction, see how many I get right. Um, I just don't know about best film. I think it'll go to 1917. And best actor probably will go to Joaquin. He really deserves it, but uh, I feel like I want it to be Leo because he played three or four characters layers of characters which is awesome and to do that and make them all different was brill um and best supporting um brad pitt i'm sure though i want it to be tom hanks and best actress i'm sure it's gonna be renee zegwiller i can't wait to hear what she zellweger i can't wait to hear what she said about what she says about Judy again because she thanks her all the time and she won the Independent Spirit Award and um, Best Supporting Actress I'm sure it's going to be Laura Dern I can't think who else I would want to win I don't really like the Amy just because I don't like her ending up with Laurie but the actress did a really good job Laura Dern I was like wow what a biatch so sorry for the foul language but I, like, really hated her character, so... And I really like Laura Dern, so... She deserves it. Uh, best Director... I think it's gonna go to Quentin. Um... Maybe Sam Mendes, but I hope it's Quentin. Probably Sam Mendes, but Quentin. Uh, music... I don't know. Yeah, it's such great music. 1917, I think. Claws best animated claws um oh probably parasite for best foreign film best screenplay and here we are talking about story uh noah bombay quentin tarantino who had the best story knives out was really good for a comedy and i don't think it'll go for the, the that one too is like what's gonna happen like, murder mystery comedy. And even though, like, 1917, it was all based on one, I think he might win for best original screenplay. It was two. Sam Mendes and Christy Wilson. Did they write it together? I guess they did. I'm thinking 1917, though. I think uh, Quentin Tarantino did a great job. I really want it to be him. Best doc. Probably American Factory. Now, that security is going to be tight because you know the Obamas are going to be there. Couldn't be any tighter than if Prince Harry and Meghan were there. Next year, babies. Um, that's adapted. Um, no, wait a minute. Um, this is best original. Now, with Little Women, no. I thought Little Women, oh yeah, she was. No, I think she did a good job ad adapting. And so did Todd Phillips. So one of those two, I'm hoping Greta, 
because she deserves it. Uh, for screenplay. Best song. Oh, and by the way, they're hostless again. So you're, you know, you have some great musicians. They're probably going to take a, um, they'll probably have Elton John performing. Just like the probably opening. What do you want to bet? They'll open with him. They could open with Obama doing a false state of the union. That would be funny. Totally. Um, sound mixing. I think uh, anything with Star Wars. I think they deserve it. Um, and Ford versus Ferrari, definitely. So Star Wars was nominated. Best visual effects, Star Wars, I think. Costume design, Little Women. No, I wasn't too happy. I think Ariane Phillips for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Production design, Jojo Rabbit. And Once Upon a Time. Well, I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because here's a story about that. They shut down Hollywood Boulevard. They put little things that you won't even see in the movie. Props and set design put like all across the boulevard just in case. They put, like, um, things for the actors to look at, like, ads for different things that were going on in the city, which is awesome. So I think they should win just for that. Animated. There's so many. I just don't know. I can't comment. Best film editing. I think it was all so good. Ford versus Ferrari. They had a lot to edit. Um, 1917. 19 for makeup. And, or Little Women. Or Judy. Probably Judy. Best sound editing. I'm going to say Star Wars because it's just so intense. Best short documentary. And that's it. I don't know. So... So, there you go. All the stars are probably arriving now. Big names on the carpet. The Obamas are probably there, too. Like I said, next year, Prince Harry. I gotta be there. Be like, leave Megan. Megs it sucks. No, I'm kidding. Sorry. Um, story. The comedy store had, like, Brad Pitt and Leo and Joaquin doing the podcast they were all doing a a podcast um at a comedy store and I did not see them because I suck I need my sleep because I'm getting old um but you can't be there all the time and people don't share info but I'm so glad they did it guys um even if I didn't get to see them too late too little too late well thanks for listening to the pre-show and for honoring the um the best of the best and taking a break from your regularly scheduled pre-show for academy awards on ktla or wherever you are in the world listening and watching um thank you for taking a break now get back out there and watch um, no, but some great stories, and I hope all of them win. And, you know, everyone, I'll do a uh, follow-up, a quick follow-up, just to let you know, to make fun of how much I missed. 
I'll be like, wow. But, you know, for all you little dreamers out there, keep dreaming. You know I am. I'm 47, and I dedicated my life to this. And I do stand-up comedy, and I write, and I'll probably be doing some writing. I'm so dedicated, I'll probably sit out there in the cold at a bar watching it. Yes, because I have no major plans. But someday, I dare to dream. I was that little kid in high school. Little kid. I looked like I was 12, so I was a little kid. I was a kid in high school who just watched the awards until midnight and um, and brushed my teeth. And I remember um, the first time I saw Billy Crystal, he was like, Now, you all get to sleep and... For all you, this is for all you dreamers out there. As you're brushing your teeth, you can do it. And I just want to say, I am working on a documentary coming soon about Hollywood, and I want to do all the old stars. I want to do Jack Nicholson, or not old stars, but the ones I watch, because they'll never be old to me. Jack Nicholson, Sally Fields, I want to interview them and put them in. So you see, even though I do stand-up comedy. I'm moving on to filmmaking now because I just want to put my stories out there. If I can film them, you never know who's going to see them. At least you get them out there on the website. Maybe make a little money. People might enjoy them. And you never know. They might see them and want to do them stronger. But never stop dreaming. That's my point. You can do it too. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Enjoy the Academy Awards. Keep dreaming, and it's all about storytelling. As I said, I'm a great writer. I feel like I've been told I'm a great writer. I'm told I'm a better writer than actor. But, um, oh, that's what I was going to say before I go. I have done background work. I know you're not supposed to admit it, but I do. And, you know, I can't help it. I'm picked out from the crowd, and directors love me. And if I was, this is 1940 or 1950, I would be plucked into stardom by now. Because I have that look. Now, agents don't want to take a break on me. I've tried to get agents and submit to other agents. But you know what? They don't want to take that because I look like other people. They don't know. But when I'm on the set, it's magic. And that's what happened in the 40s. The studio system found you, a director plucked you, and then the next week you were like, I paid, you got paid a, a hundred bucks, which is a lot, a hundred bucks a week, four or five hundred bucks during the World War II and the Depression era. That's a lot of money. So you're making 500 a week, and then you're a, a day, what is it called? Basically a working actor. Not just extra work, but you're a working actor on the set and for the studio. You work for the studios. Now, sometimes that could be a hinder, so that's why we don't have that studio system. And they treated you like crap, like evidently Judy Garland and Mickey Rooney. Um, they couldn't, Mickey Rooney couldn't even date Judy Garland because the guy said no. So he was an idiot to turn down Judy. Her whole life would have been different. Well, he had to live with that. And his life didn't turn out too good. 
She even said, though, he was like a silly little man at the end. She had no regrets. But, um, so. But I think she was covering up her hurt by then. But the thing is, yeah, I would have been on the set and I would have been there. I don't know if I would have gotten to, I think by the time TV came around, I would have been like Marion Davies or one of those. I would have been a great sitcom mom, you know, and that's still my dream. I grew up in the 80s, man. Who's the boss? Growing Pains. Shout out to some of the great sitcoms, Family Ties. Um, yeah, I know it's honoring movies right now, but those are some of them. And that's probably what I'd be. I'd probably be a great sitcom mom. Um, but hey, it's not too late. I have Mommy Knows It All. See, never stop dreaming. But anyway, that's just Golden Age of Hollywood stories where you could at least be a working actor easier. The agents didn't have a conglomerate, if is that the word? Didn't control everything. So you just went to the studios, you got on, and then even with extra work, you could get discovered that way. Now, not so much, but at least I know directors like me, and I did get a line on Felicity um, one time from doing the extra work, um, and I uh, got featured a few times, and, and I don't try, and they say it's bad to get featured extra work, but you know what? Who's going to know? There's so many actors. If you're a kid listening to this or you want to move to Hollywood, there's so many actors who started out Brad Pitt. Um, Tom Cruise, I think, so many actors who started out doing extra work, and maybe they did it for a year or whatever, but, <coughs> and then they made it, but it's great to learn your craft, I think, it's like film school, after being in theater, it was an automatic thing, and I, it was just like, okay, now you're on set, and you can learn and watch, and know how to behave when you get your big break, so, learn about the cameras and all that so maybe it'll happen but I'm going to focus on writing and still and maybe submit to some agents who knows but I really just want to do the filmmaking I know you're thinking you're moving from one thing to the next well that's my ADD I get bored and then boom no but I'll probably submit like for acting I just don't know if I want to be a big actor I want to start my own stuff I'm ready for my close-up Mr. DeMille on that note, I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille. On that note, ready for your close-up and the great storytelling of the Oscars. So, And if you haven't seen all the Indie Spirit Awards, so many great Indie Spirit movies, and uh, check out Adam Sandler. They're also airing tonight on Amazon. You can watch them and see an indie movie. See Uncut Gems. Adam Sandler actually won the Spirit Award for Best Actor for that movie. I missed it, but I'll see it. And Judy won, and J-Lo won for Hustlers. So these are people you won't be seeing at the Oscars, but they got their moment in the sun. So imagine J-Lo at the Indies. And that wasn't even really an indie film, but there were real Indies, too, that were good. That got their moments. So. But check out all the indie films too. See an indie. Support an indie. Watch an indie name that you don't even know. You know just Google it on. Uh, doesn't have to be a blockbuster film. 
Google the movies. Okay, see if you want to see a great movie, Google it. And just see a movie because it looks like a good story. I guess that's my point. Uh, don't just see it because it's a big cast. Watch the storylines. See it for a story. If you like what you read about the movie. So here's one. The Mustang. The Lighthouse. Give Me Liberty. Luke. Uh, see You Yesterday. Climb. Diane. Booksmart. Just to name a few, The Last Man in San Francisco, Spike Lee, See You Yesterday, The Climb, uh, The Marriage Story, that's a big name, but you get my drift. Scarlett Hansen won, she's also up, oh yeah, Ray Liotta, I love Ray Liotta, he won for that, loved him and everything he's done, he was great as Shoeless Joe, Uh, Alan Alda, what? Looks like they tied. Are you kidding me right now? Oh, because they all won the Robert Altman Award. So the Robert Altman Award, they all got one because it's sort of like the SAG where they're all just good. So they all won. It's like ensemble. Good, Alan Alda was in it. They're all so good. They deserved it. The kid was good. Everyone was good. But see, if you're like, what are these movies? Go see it. Um, Go see one of those movies you don't even know. American Factory won. Probably be a repeat. Scarlett Johansson will probably win for the other one. For the best supporting. But not best actor. So guys... So just go see an indie film, too. Just pick a movie that you don't even know nothing about. Um, just to see and support it. Like I said, the story is it all. Is the thing. The story is the thing. Support a struggling movie. On that note, I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille. Yet again. Are you ready, Mr. DeMille? <laughs>